You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to the Pony Stampede podcast. Uh, I am your new host, Jordan Hoffeditz. Uh, After some delays in getting podcast access, we are good to go, and here we go. Uh, This first episode back will be broken up into two sections, starting with football and then moving to men's basketball. I'll hit the high points for now and go into depth in later podcasts. So, let's get started. SMU football. Uh, There's not a whole lot more you could have asked for from this offseason as a fan. Um, Obviously, last season... Had a rough ending, it bled over uh, into National Signing Day with that staff taking a couple of the top recruits with them, Uh, but I think the hiring of Rhett Lashley, the staff he's put together uh, is exciting. Still had a pretty solid class, Uh, you know, top recruit RJ Maryland, tight end from South Lake Carroll. You get a flip of of Manfield Summit's Ahmad Moses on Signing Day. Uh, to still put together a pretty solid class. Uh, then, obviously, the work uh, this staff has done in the transfer portal is is ridiculous. Uh, they hit the transfer market hard. Uh, it started with Bo Corrales back in December. Uh, went all the way into late May. 16 Division One transfers. Highlighted, of course, uh, by former five-star running back Kamar Wheaton from Alabama. Uh, all told, it's the number 14 transfer class in the country. That puts SMU as the number one team in the American and the number one team out of all non-Power 5 plus Notre Dame schools. Uh, really good mix of both offense and defense. Really good mix of you know some guys that have a lot of proven success and some guys looking to prove themselves. Uh, I think it's a it's a really good good mix. Uh, the twenty then you have the twenty twenty three class, which I think is shaping into a, a good and, and certainly an interesting one. Uh, I think there are some guys to be really excited about, uh, especially defensively. You know, I wanted to to give a top two defensive players and a top two offensive players from the class, but I really couldn't limit defense to just two. Uh, the first two that came to mind, obviously, Damian Wimberly uh, is a freak athlete. Uh, I think Alex Kilgore has a huge upside. You look at the numbers he put up last year for a state championship team. But then you also have Abdul Muhammad, who was the defensive MVP for the the state championship game that South Oak Cliff won. You've got Jaden Milliner-Jones, who's coming off an injury. And I think uh, is poised for a big senior season at DeSoto that can then carry over. And then you've got Braden Flowers, who, you know, his dad played in the NFL. His older brother played at Oklahoma and got a couple shots at the NFL. Uh, so you like his his family history uh, and his build gives him a chance to, to maybe do some things at the collegiate level. You know, you flip that over to the offensive side. Uh, the receivers, uh, Jackson Lavender out of Lucas Lovejoy and uh, South Oak Cliff's Randy Reese, I think are two high-quality uh, players. You look at the offensive line, Alex Woods uh, that they just picked up, 
you know, really interesting. Uh, had been a defensive lineman until last year. They switched him to offensive line. Uh, Treasure Coast runs the wing tee. He played on, on the outside, a little bit of both tackle positions from what I can tell, and was a second-team All-State guy in Florida's highest classification. Uh, Reagan Gill, another offensive lineman uh, out of Houston, Jersey Village. Uh, I think he's got a ton of upside, too. Um, Keldrick Luster, uh, I think he could be the steal of, of this class. Just a, an amazing athlete. He's put up some ridiculous numbers. And yes, he's only 5'10". I don't think height means as much as it used to at quarterback position. More importantly, I think, is that he comes in at 227 uh, pounds and can really translate his style of, of play from the high school level to the collegiate level uh, with that kind of body build. Um. You know, spring football was was interesting. Um, maybe some questions answered. I think with the transfers coming in, there's still a lot of room for for some some battles. Obviously, the biggest one is is still going on, and that's at quarterback. Um, I think personally, uh, Tanner Mordecai will be the week one starter. That's obviously just me, and they do not ask my opinion on that. Um, but I, I think just experience, uh, you know, I mean, he put up some crazy numbers last year. Uh, give him another offseason with this group under his belt. Give him this group of wide receivers uh, that they've got some talent coming back and a lot of talent coming in. I think there's a chance for him to do really big things. Um, and, of course, Preston Stone, you know, uh, a lot of people want the, the Preston Stone age to begin and I certainly don't blame you for that. You know, everyone wants to to unwrap that that shiny new toy on on Christmas morning. Um, obviously, I think the the worry is that if Stone's not named the starter, that he goes elsewhere. I'm not sure that that signs have really pointed to that. Um, you know, obviously last year had limited time because they wanted to preserve his red shirt. That won't be an issue this year. Um, I think they can find ways to get him in games early, late, not necessarily in those mop-up situations where, you know, they're beating ACU by a ton and he hands the ball off a few times. I think you let him get that little bit of experience while playing behind Mordecai for the season, and then he can go into the offseason as the guy for the 2023 season. Of course, also, uh, you know, football is a physical sport, and quarterback takes a lot of that. And there's no saying that whoever starts week one will start every game, uh, whether that be due to injury or performance or or anything else. So, you know, there's nothing wrong with having a very capable backup who can jump right in there and and step up if need be. The other thing that will have to be sorted out in fall camp is the offensive line. Um, you know, the biggest question is is center, and if Hickman has taken enough steps forward to really hold down that position. You know, the other four spots, you've got Jalen Thomas, Justin Osborne, Marcus Bryant, Thalen Robinson, Dalton Purdue, probably some others that just aren't rolling off my tongue right now. You add in Bissinger from 
uh, Virginia, Condon from Georgia, and, and those are some really solid pieces. Um, Thomas is moving to the inside because that's where his best pro prospects are, uh, but it doesn't look like that will be center. Um, he had maybe a, a handful of snaps early in like the first or second spring practice at center, but it was pretty much Hickman the rest of the way. I know a lot of people were hoping that through the transfer portal, SMU would get someone in here to play center. Doesn't look like that's happening. Never say never, but uh, I think that spot is likely his. Uh, new offensive line coach Garen Justice was pretty complimentary of, of Hickman's work ethic and willingness and eagerness to take what, what he may have done wrong and fix it or, or do things better. Um, and I think this offensive line coaching staff may be better suited to get a little more out of these guys uh, than the last one. And that brings me to my, my last football point of this podcast, which is the staff uh, Coach Lashley has put together. Uh, first off, I think uh, the hiring of Lashley is a, is a good one. You've got a young, up-and-coming coach who has... Um, a feel for SMU by being here before. Uh, and then he put really good people around him. He, he really surrounded himself with, with a quality staff, um, starting defensively Calvin Thibodeau. I don't know if there are, are many defensive line coach coaches better than him, you know, with a resume of, of the number of guys he's already sent to the NFL. Um, obviously the work he did at, at Oklahoma speaks for itself. Uh, another one, uh, special teams coordinator, safeties coach, Craig Navarre, another one with just a resume, uh, that I think can go up against anyone's with where he's coached and, and who he's coached. Then you got kind of those, those up and comer type guys, uh, in the corners coach, uh, Ree Hunley and obviously defensive coordinator, Scott Simons, uh, those two guys, are particularly fun for me. Um, I covered their teams uh, when they were at West Georgia uh, Division II program. Um, for Simons, it was his second job as the defensive coordinator. He also had a stint as a co-DC uh, before then, but all he did was improve their points per game by 8.6 in his first year. Knocked off another 2.2 in his second year. Oh, and both those teams went to the NCAA Division II semifinals. Uh, went a little bit up in his third year, uh, but then dropped to 15.2 in 2017. Uh, that team went too deep in the D2 playoffs. He then spent 2018 as a linebacker's coach at Memphis. That Memphis team played for the AAC championship. Uh, and then the last three years at Liberty, where again, knocked off 8.7 points per game in year one, seven point, another 7.6 points in year two, uh, you know, a slight uptick in year three uh, with with Willis at quarterback and, and them trying to get him drafted, which they, they did a really good job of. Uh, and Liberty went to a bowl game and won it 
uh, all three of those years. There is uh, one season of uh, overlap for Lashley and, and Simons. Uh, in 2012, Lashley was the offensive coordinator, and Simons was a defensive quality control analyst uh, at Arkansas State. Um, I don't know if it's related, but uh, Simons does have a kid named Rhett, uh, so make of that uh, what you will. Um, as far as Hunley goes, he was at West Georgia for the last three of those years uh, as a linebackers coach. Uh, he went to Incarnate Word of the FCS as a safeties coach. And then uh, when Simons was hired at Liberty, he went there as the cornerback coach, uh, which obviously is the role he serves now at SMU and has already gotten a lot of praise from the guys, especially uh, – Florida transfer Jahari Rogers, who is expected to have a really good year, uh, called him the best position coach he's ever played for. On the offensive side, uh, you got Justice with the offensive line, receivers coach Rob Likens. I think those are your two, you know, veteran resume guys. And then with the the young kind of up and coming talent, you know, quarterback coach Jonathan Brewer, offensive coordinator Casey Woods, uh, and then I think they were really smart to bring a, a Dallas guy, uh, South Oak Cliff grad, uh, Keenan Hall, to work with the running backs. And then obviously, uh, Lashley will be working with the offense quite a bit himself. And I think all that adds up to, to having some excitement about this upcoming season. Uh, we will take a quick break with a couple words from sponsors. And when the Pony Stampede podcast returns, we'll turn to the SMU men's basketball program and the work that new head coach Rob Lanier has been doing. We'll be right back. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Welcome back to the Pony Stampede podcast as we switch focus from the gridiron to the hard court what will be a very different-looking SMU men's basketball team this winter. Uh, the Tim Jankovic era is over. Uh, the Kendrick Davis and Emmanuel Bendemel eras are over. Uh, and the Alex Anakewe and Mosise eras never got started. Um, 
and that put uh, first-year head coach Rob Lanier in a position he doesn't necessarily like being in, and that's where he went to the portal for quite a bit and uh, is bringing in seven new guys, all from the transfer portal. Uh, in his introductory press conference, he talked about how he likes to build a culture and consistency with his teams, um, that you just can't do that when you're bringing in players for one year over and over. This offseason dictated needing some guys to come in right away that could play right away and uh, also have a little bit of collegiate experience. Uh, he does get multiple years out of a handful of these guys as well, so he kind of got the, the best of both worlds a little bit. Uh, and he he started with a, with a big one in, in former five-star recruit Samuel Williamson uh, coming from Louisville. Uh, you know, Williamson really was sold by conversations he had with Coach Lanier, and I think as a fan, that's that's what you want to hear, uh, especially from those elite players. Uh, you know, he also brings in Iowa State's Xavier Foster and Alabama's Keon Ambrose Hilton. They were both four-star recruits uh, coming out of their respective high schools. Um, you know, there's just there's a lot of talent in this group, you know, you've got Foster. He was the number one recruit for the state of Iowa in 2020. Uh, F.A. Odege, he was the freshman of the year when he was at UTEP. He's coming off uh, newcomer of the year honors uh, last season at Troy. Uh, Ricardo Wright was freshman of the year at Marist. Uh, Moengi was on the all-freshman team at Eastern Michigan. You know, and then you, you add that to to what SMU already had. You had Mr. Basketball from 2021, Mr. Texas Basketball, uh, and Zurich Phelps. You had Zach Nuttall, who was Southland Conference Player of the Year when he was at Sam Houston. Uh, and there's, there's a lot of talent, and there's a lot of potential. The key will be putting that talent and potential together. Uh, you know, Foster is coming off of a foot injury. Uh, he's been cleared to run, but has not been cleared for contact. You know, obviously Phelps had the injury uh, towards the end of last season that almost ended his season early. He came back, maybe wasn't quite uh, himself for the, the last little bit of the season. <clears throat> um, and then going back to Nuttall, you know, former conference player of the year. Uh, I feel like a lot of people felt he underachieved last season. Uh, I, I think that's a fair assessment. I think um, some of that had to do with the role that he was coming from and the role he played last year. Uh, you know, KD was obviously the guy. Bandamel was another, you know, maybe guy number two. Uh, and, you know, with the Weathers brothers and, and everything, not all kind of dropped down that list. I think he's got a chance to be the guy on this team and maybe in that role that he's a little more familiar with and, and knows he can do, uh, we'll, we'll maybe see more of the, the former conference player of the year type performances from him. Uh, Toto, uh, Stefan Todorovic, uh, has been getting some compliments on working to become a more complete player, uh, especially on defense and then maybe being able to do some more things offensively. Everyone knows uh, what kind of shooter he is. 
but he's got to do those other things to get on the floor and to, to have an opportunity to, to take those shots. Uh, and I think that's that's got to be something that, that SMU fans like to hear that uh, Coach Lanier sees that potential in him, sees the talent in him, and then that uh, Toto has turned around and put in the work to try and become that type of player. Um, Lanier talked a little bit about the schedule, not much. Uh, he did bring up the challenge that an SMU-type program faces where it wants to be an NCAA tournament team. In order to do that, you have to win quad one games. In order to win quad one games, you have to play quad one opponents. The problem is a lot of established quad one type programs don't see SMU being there just yet, uh, which means a lot of calls either go unanswered or uh, are met with not right now. Um, but Lanier is still making those calls. You know, there's the, the Arizona State series that was supposed to happen that didn't happen because of COVID is now happening. Uh, the Dayton series is continuing for another two years. Uh, and while he wouldn't mention names, uh, Lanier did say that there are possibly some some big ones coming. Uh, but he... Uh, the face he made and the the way he said it uh, said that that information is not going to be coming from him anytime soon. Um, but you know, no, no matter uh, where SMU goes or who comes to Moody, uh, it's going to be a different different type of basketball. Uh, I think we'll certainly miss watching KD take over games and do some of the ridiculous things that he did. But uh, I think this has a this group has a chance to be a more complete team. You know, obviously there's the the height that that's coming in with, um, you know, Foster seven foot. You've got six eight, six eight, six nine. Um, you know, Williamson at six six might be one of the shorter guys on the court at a time, where last year six five was the tallest on the court. So there's definitely going to be a, a different look there. But I think there's some some room for excitement. And yeah, it's it's all going to have to come together and that might take time and things might not be pretty early and they might have to come into their own a little bit but I think there are certainly opportunities there uh, for this group to put together a, a solid season and to to maybe bring in that new new era of SMU basketball uh, after after seven seasons of of Jankovic and and what the the program was under him that is all for this episode on your pony stampede podcast uh, be sure to click that subscribe button make sure your 24 7 account is up to date and that you're checking in there and we will see you next time every sport has their big juicy controversy boxing has the mike tyson ear bite cycling has lance armstrong Baseball has its steroid era. Curling has Broomgate. It's a story of broken relationships, houses divided, corporate rivalry, and a performance-enhancing broom. It was a year I'd like to forget. Broomgate. Available now.